the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We are here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational radio talk program here to give you helpful information about issues that may impact your financial life, as well as um, news that may have an impact on your life, whether you're working um, or someone who is already in retirement. We help update people if there's uh, new tax law changes, um, there's opportunities as well as potential problems and understanding that sometimes there's choices, more choices than you realize um, out there if you just know what questions to ask. And we are sponsored by the estate planning team and the estate planning team is an Ohio registered fiduciary fee-based planning firm that's been helping people in the greater Cleveland area for more than 30 years through comprehensive, customized, coordinated plans. We help people solve problems, save money, and give people clarity on what's possible and what needs to happen to accomplish your financial goals. And we're accredited members and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau and A-rated and Super Service Award winners on Angie's List as well. And thank you for people who have been willing to, or who have posted reviews there. It actually started with somebody who had a free consultation that we could not help actually put, but we pointed them in the right direction. Um, we do offer a free consultation for people who want to come in and see how our process is very different than maybe what you're used to. If you're a longtime listener, you get a sense of, of um, our planning process. But when we come in, we talk about your issues, your questions or concerns. Um, and if you provide us information ahead of time, we run some preliminary numbers, which really allows us um, to determine how can we help you, what value and benefit, and then make recommendations. Um, we also are known for objective and biased analysis. Um, we feel like when somebody has enough analysis run, um, that the answers, I know Mark, you, um, Mark Donnelly here this morning with me, um, always say the answers fall on the table. Yeah, a lot of times, Carrie, you know, I, I, that's maybe a little bit different. As, as for what we do at the estate planning team, I don't know if we... We don't make decisions for our clients. Right. Um, it's up to them to make their decisions. All we are doing is, you know, based on their goals and objectives and being very specific about those goals and objectives, you know, we clarify them. They are formally written. They are uh, with, you know, with adequate, you know, you know, uh, we always talk about price tags and time frames, right? Mm -hmm. Having conservative and realistic price tags and time frames. 
and they are um, prioritized. You know, what are most important? What are next important? What are least important? You know, ba- based on that, then we help them with, you know, building a financial model, you know, that and and that's really the process. It's it, we don't make their decisions. Um, you know, our recommendations are just run enough analysis so you'll know what decision to make. Right. That's our general recommendation. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you haven't made a decision yet, then I would argue because you haven't done enough analysis to make that decision. Or sometimes don't make a quick decision because you could be missing an opportunity or you could be sometimes people make a quick decision because it was easy and someone else did it, but they cost themselves. You know, when we talk about use the opportunities, a lot of times you don't realize by making another decision, you put more net spendable dollars in your pocket, but you didn't know. Um, I I know a lot of times, even when our clients, although the clients who've been with us a long term, I mean, we typically we have we do have people that call us and and want help on an hourly basis for specific issues, but we've over the years have clients long term basis where they get the point where we say, do you want a quick answer or do you want the right answer? Because a lot of times people coming and say, well, just tell me. Well, that depends. I mean, it's almost a universal, it depends, let's run the analysis so that you're comfortable with that decision. Right. And also, a lot of people, you know, humans, we're emotional Mm -hmm. and we make knee-jerk reactions when we shouldn't. Right. Especially when it comes to your long-term financial outlook. Because of how it feels. Right. Or, you know, or you're, you're brought into the... Um, the panic mode. Right. Or you're only looking at a short term. I'm only looking at this year and next year. I'm not looking on how that decision may affect my taxes in five years, 10 years, 15. Right. Or you may be keeping yourself up at night, worrying about things that are totally beyond your control. So right. planning really gives you clarity saying, if that thing happened, this is how I need to adjust. Or maybe you're worried. How many times, Mark, have we had people come in and they're worried so much about an issue? It could be long-term care. It could be the market. And when you model those worries into another pl- uh, model, actually have another scenario, we call it, could it be plan R? We call it, you know, whatever you want it to and see it on paper Sometimes that gives you the peace of mind. You know what? I'm worried about something that really isn't a, a big worry. Right. Because you words, don't know. You right. have no way to measure on how that bad thing may impact you. Because any of those bad things can happen. And and I'm not saying those bad things won't happen. They will happen. Right. But you can't control when they happen. Mm-hmm. So the idea is when it does happen, and mm-hmm. you know, we've been talking a lot about, you know, recession twenty twenty, right? And I don't know if the recession will hold off the year 2020. It may come this year. Mm -hmm. It may come next year. It may be a year after 2020. But we will have another recession. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, And, you know, so the question is, how is that going to affect your retirement? Especially if you're planning on retiring in that time frame Mm -hmm. that the next recession could occur. Right. So the idea is saying, you know, in a weird way, it might not affect your life the year the recession hits as much as in a weird way it somehow affects the longevity of your financial plan. Because, if you know, you're going to either have less growth going forward because mm-hmm. you have a decline in your assets or, you know, some other, you know, effect of the recessionary, you know, cycle. And so the idea is saying, yeah, well, I want to know if 
this next, if, if I know what's going to happen to me, Mark Harrell, or this, I know right. what's going to happen to me. The year I retire, U.S. is going to go right. into recession or, or the market's going to tank the year I retire. Okay. And some people will model that in and some people it does affect yeah. them considerably. And other people who are really worried about it are going to be okay. It's really not going to impact much of their discretionary spending. Right. right. And that's, but they don't know. And that's the idea of building a great financial model that it leaves you in a decision making mode. You know, and, and also we don't think there's enough coordination going on between advisors out mm-hmm. there. You know, we always talk about the five advisors who may uh, help you if you're going to hire a professional to help you build a retirement plan, an estate plan, whatever you want to call it. You know, the five professionals generally are the attorney, the tax you know preparer, the CPA or enrolled agent, the investment advisor who's helping you pick out stocks, bonds and mutual funds, exchange traded funds, those types of things. The insurance agent who's helping you with either life insurance or long term care insurance or, or health insurance or health insurance or fixed annuities. And then there's the financial planner, you know, that's what we consider ourselves at the state planning team, the financial planning, where first let's build a financial model. But, you know, the idea of why team is in our name, the estate planning team, is the idea that we help coordinate all those other advisors. See, it's okay to have independent advisors. As a matter of fact, if you go to some advisor and he says, oh, don't worry, I wear all five of those hats, be worried. Mm-hmm. Because it's a pretty complicated world to be an expert in all five of those right. uh, you know, disciplines. It's enough being a, a good at one of them. <laughs> um, so it's a full-time job. Right. And how many times do people maybe buy something or get involved in a product or strategy or some solution, but they really don't understand how does it work? Does it fit today? How does it fit later? Because it sounded good at the time, but they really didn't ask enough questions. They don't even and know what questions to ask. Right. But then case. they're second-guessing themselves or they find they made this decision and they're realizing it's not what they understood right. it to be. So not enough discussion we believe is happening in between advisors. You know, what what what's the matter with having your independent advisors work together on your plan? You know, that could be uh, joint meetings. How often does that happen? How often mm-hmm. has your investment advisor sat down with your fixed annuity person? Um, how often has your attorney sat down with your, uh, you know, tax department? You know, the idea is, you know, when it's appropriate and, you know, let's have those brainstorming meetings. And today that could be three-way right. phone calls, right? And it's just, you know, we believe that the client will get, you will get a better plan if there is some coordination going on between your and independent advisors. We really help facilitate that. So trying to explain things in a way and trying to make sure that uh, everything's done correctly. And Mark, that, you know, when you're talking about running these other scenarios, it gives people control of things that are uncontrollable. Um, And that's true with their tax return and many other issues in planning. But um, again, we do offer a free, no obligation consultation. We can do that by phone or in person. We also, for working individuals, we have early morning and evening hours to accommodate schedules. Our home office is in Middleburg Heights. We have locations around the greater Cleveland area. You can call us for a free consultation at 440-239-2090. That's 440 440- Two three nine twenty ninety, or go to the website financialfoodforthought.com. On the website, you can sign up for the newsletter. 
which you'll get at least a monthly or sometimes twice a month newsletter. It has financial news, um, different financial alerts. Sometimes there's videos I send out, but you can sign up for that. And it'll also keep you posted when we start scheduling our fall planning classes. So again, that's financialfoodforthought.com or you can call 440-239-2090. And we do not, because of the nature of our business, we're big on confidentiality and people ask we never share or sell your name or contact information right a fiduciary standard wouldn't mm-hmm. allow us to do that um all right so what are we going to talk about things that are beyond your control well the trade war has started Carrie. right okay um a lot of people think you know that will be the uh impetus to start a either a U.S. recession or perhaps even global recession. Okay. So some of the headlines this week, the risk, you know, recession fears are flaring as Trump's trade war has markets behaving in a ways not seen since the financial crisis. Increased threat of a trade war is ramping up fears of full-blown recession. The risk of a global recession has significantly increased. I could go on and on and on. Right. right? Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. We had a jobs report this week. Mm-hmm. Again, somewhat mixed, right? The 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 uh, increase in non-farm payrolls was positive, you know, higher than consensus. The consensus was about one hundred ninety-five thousand. It came in at two hundred thirteen thousand. Plus, we had an upward revision from the previous month, I think, of about twenty or so thousand. So that's you know good. That's fine. But you know, unemployment ticked up. Mm-hmm. You know, and and a lot of people say, well, that's healthy because actually, what what that is a sign of is that more people are looking for work now because they're feeling okay. confident that they can get a job, right? Um, but what still is stymieing the economists and the Wall Street people is that, you know, average hourly earnings isn't going anywhere. It's still stagnant, you know, um, year over year, about 2.7%. That's not going to do it. Right. You know, that's what everyone's consensus there is saying, uh, you know, that ain't enough. You know, that's it's, it's, so what – so. So now we're saying, well, maybe it's different this time, Carrie. Have we ever heard that right. before? It's oh, different this time. We've heard it every time. In other it's words, different. the economy is different this time. So maybe we, you know, we there is we hit now have a world or a U.S. economy where we could have you know three percent, four percent unemployment and still no wage growth. And it, I don't know, is it different this time? Um, so apparently, although people have jobs, a lot of people are saying it's not jobs they want. Okay. They're, they're underemployed, right? All or right, which is an issue. Okay, so that may be what's going on there. Um, also talk, you know, we have the... Uh, still a lot of questions we're getting about the tax cuts and jobs. Act. Excuse me, Carrie, not the tax cut and jobs. Oh, don't mm-hmm. say what it, and I can never remember. To provide, it's so ridiculous. A, you know, a bill to provide for the reconciliation pursuant to Titles 2 and 5 of the concurrent resolution on the budget for fiscal year 2018. Remember, that's what the Democrats mm-hmm. held it up signing so they because they didn't like uh, President Trump's um, tax cut and jobs act. Because it was simple? Actually, President Trump really <laughs> wanted to call it the Tax Cut, 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 Cut Act. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> that. Um, the Wall Street attorneys are, are calling it the Swiss Cheese Act, um, you know, obviously because there's so many holes in it. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's going on there. Um, you know, a lot of people are waiting for the regulations, you know, the mm-hmm. IRS, especially if you're a small business, right? Um, and you want to take advantage of that 20% 
you know, reduction in pass through, you know, um, income. And, but you've heard that, well, we, what there's a, it's not easy. No, it's very complicated. And, and I don't know if we're going to get a lot of, um, clear, you know, a lot of recommendations from the wall street tax professionals, you know, the Guinea pigs, right. The ones right. are going to act first and test the new law until the IRS issues regulations. Right. Um, but this could, you know, matter to you if you're trying to decide whether you should remain an S corporation um, or become a C corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you are an S corporation, does your activity qualify for the new 20 percent reduction? And by the way, what are the limitations on that 20 percent reduction? Um, you know, and, and so, you know, that's that's a good example of how we may coordinate with our clients and their CPAs. Mm-hmm. OK, the idea of saying how, you know, you know, you know, how does that all fit? So we got some, um, you know, you know, some of the tax, you know, talking heads are saying, you know, look for IRS guidance on the 20 percent pass through deduction to be issued soon. Now, remember, I've been talking about the IRS finally got their money. Remember, they asked for what, 320 or 330 million or whatever mm-hmm. they, from the government. Said, hey, we need some money because we got to write some regs, you know, and we got right. to we got to hire some people to answer the phones because people are calling about the, the new tax law. Right. And we have well, no, really, no, no way to answer it without the regulation. <laughs> um, you know, so um, so apparently they got their money and that will be one of the first regs that we should see come out. Um, the new tax law allows self-employed and individual owners of pass-through entities such as partnerships and S-corporations to deduct 20% of qualified business income. The statute is complex with lots of limitations, exceptions, and undefined terms. Okay. Um, so among the many issues the tax pros hope to see addressed in the guidance, um, definition of a qualified trader business, the scope of specified service fields that are subject to the high earner limitation, how to deal with tiered entities, the extent that real property rental income reported on Schedule E of the 1040 is a qualified business income. You know, um, these are some of the questions that we have. But mm-hmm. so, you know, that but that could be, uh, again, you know, looking for opportunities in a very complicated tax code. So as much as you heard that, you know, the 1040 is going to a postcard. It, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean it, it's simplified. Lower taxes, right, or easy. Or, and simple doesn't always mean lower taxes. Right. Um, let's see. Um, got a rock and roll birthday boomer for you. Okay. Right, so did you get last week's? I think you, oh, no. I oh, no, I knew his voice, but yeah. I didn't. I Oh, yeah, because it was the Halloween song. Right. Oh, yeah, sorry, the B-52. It was a joke. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's see. Let me give you a clue. Um, our rock and roll birthday boomer was born on this date in 1951. Okay. So six, seven. Okay. Um, he's South African. Does that help? Mm, no. Okay. I thought maybe that, because I knew you never said the British one never helps. So I, no. He's South African, doesn't help. Okay. He started his first band at the uh, ripe old age of 13. Okay. Okay. It was called The Flames. Okay. Um, you might have heard of another band that he's been a long-term backing vocalist, percussionist, acoustic guitar player, Rolling Stones. Okay. He's actually been in the studio with the Rolling Stones as well as on tour. Mm. But he is probably best known for his work for an American band, right, who, um, let's just say they have a great fondness for the summertime. Okay. Does that help me out to stay Mm -hmm. tuned for that? The cut I'm going to play is from 19... 
73. That'll be my okay. really tough for mm. you. I don't know. We'll go for that. Um, so what else is going on with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act? Well, just one other thing that we, we, we talked about, um, we've been talking about all year, and, you know, we're going to start our classes back up in the fall. You know, we usually take the summer off on, on the classes. Um, we'll start those back up in the fall, but we've been folding in the new tax law in all of our classes, not only including some of the new, new, you know, the tax tables and those things, but, you know, just some of the ideas and saying, you know, how do you, you know, how do you look for opportunities in the new tax law, right? And, and the tricky thing about the new tax law is that for the individual side of things, the lower tax tables and such, it's not permanent, right? It's, you know, temporary. Mm-hmm. It's through year 2025, so you can look at that as whether well, that the good side and the bad side of that, depending on well whether or not you know the new tax law rules and and are helping you or not. Um, but a lot of people are saying, well, if, if it is helping me right now with the higher standard deduction, for example, right. right, or the lower tax tables, the idea is you may want to take advantage of that while you can, you know, because if Congress does not extend the the law or make it permanent. In the year 2026, we revert back to the previous law, which may be unfavorable for you, right? So it may be a window opportunity here where you're looking at, you know, doing such things as, you know, the Roth conversions is a good example, Carrie, you know, or, mm-hmm. or you know, some of those things. But also we've been talking about, you know, that, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, this is the first year, 2018 is the first year that the new tax law is basically in effect that you might, you know, you might want to, you know, do a little uh, reconciliation or test to see if you've got the right amount of withholding going on. If you are still working or uh, you're making withholding elections on pensions or right. Social Security or what have you. And re- quite frankly, if you're making quarterly estimates, mm-hmm. right, with some withholding in the background. Because, you know, unbeknownst to you, perhaps, is that the custodians who do the, your withholding um, might have changed your withholding without your input based simply on a, a conversion table, you know, that the IRS and the Treasury put out dealing with the new tax law. Mm-hmm. But really, you'd haven't filled out a new W-4 form to tell your payroll department exactly what you want them to do. Right. Okay. So I don't know how good this conversion table is going to be for 250 million working Americans, right? Um, and, and so that what we've been saying all year is, you know, don't blame your payroll department if you find yourself, you know, when you sit down to do your taxes next spring, uh, if you're well under or well over withheld. Either one, either end of that spectrum may not be this, you know, what you're looking for. Because you don't, you know, as much as you might not want to get a big refund from the IRS because you just gave the government interest-free loan, the other end of the spectrum is even worse. You don't want to be so underpaid that you're charged an underestimated penalty. All right. So, you know, so what we what we've been working with our clients and working with their um, tax preparers, because now the tax preparers are getting back from their vacation. Right. Gary, right. You know, you know, so so the year's half done. So if your payroll department was going to make any changes to your withholding, they would have done it by now. So the idea is, you know, you work with your previous year safe harbor and your current year safe harbor. The year's half done. Now we can start putting a current year safe harbor together pro mm-hmm. forma. Uh, you know, can't be finished yet because you can still get surprises in the second half. Of the year, but the general idea to say, okay, are do we think we're in a position now that the year is half done 
that we think that under the new tax law that your 2018 tax will be higher or lower than your 2017 tax liability, right? And that leads you to believe which safe harbor you want to use. You know, generally, if you think your 2018 tax is going to be higher than 2017, most people choose the previous year safe harbor. Right. And previous year safe harbor is also an easier fallback because you know what you pay. Yeah, there's no back. guesswork involved. Right. It's where a no they, number. Where the current year, you have to make some projections now one ca- and Right. Now, one caveat to that is, again, you know, if, um, you know, if you're, you know, the 100% previous year safe harbor, if you're in the previous year, your adjusted gross income was in excess of $150,000, you got to bump up the federal estimate to be 110%, right? Mm-hmm. Ohio's 100%. But, okay, now, now on the other side, if you think, hey, this new tax law is helping me, uh, my tax is going to be a lot lower in 2018 mm-hmm. than 2017, well, then maybe you don't want to pay 100 or 110% in the previous year if you know this year's is going to be lower. So you want to jump over to a current year safe harbor. But in either case, once you decide which safe harbor you are using, and if you don't know how to do that, or if your if your tax CPA or preparer you know isn't helping you with that, that's where we help coordinate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes again, it's just what questions you ought to be asking your other advisors, and say, hey, here, throw me a bone. Can we start working on a current year safe harbor, or a, you know, a, a current year pro forma, so I know whether which safe harbor I want to use. You know, because because ninety percent of the software programs out there, you know, default to the previous year safe harbor. They also, the, one of the things also they're going to default to, Carrie, is that 90% of them assume that the withholding that you had last year will be the same withholding that you have this year. Which a lot of times, especially with these new tables, are not that the case. That may be a bad assumption this year in 2018, right? So the idea is saying, you know, the year's half done. Um, you know, adjustments are made. Let's get a year to date stub, you know, whether it's from a payroll or a pension or what have you. So we can find out number one, what's already in the tank for withholding, right? Year to date Two, what they're currently withholding per pay. And we extrapolate that to the end of the year. And now we compare that to what's whatever safe harbor you've decided to go with. And then if it's more or less than what we need, start let you still have six months to work with your payroll and pension departments to adjust the withholding accordingly. Mm-hmm. So that could be a step-by-step strategy so you're not, you know, surprised, you know, when next spring when you sit down to do your tax return. Or you're not overpaying the government when you're expecting a refund come April 15th and maybe you need that money for cash flow planning purposes. Uh, that's a great example of how we help people. And just in one, one of the areas, although we're comprehensive, we look at all the areas of one's financial life. Uh, you know, and one of our philosophies, which we haven't talked about uh, for a long time or that I remember, is we always talk about doing the right thing at the right time for the right reason and does it fit. And if you want to take advantage of the free consultation, you can call the estate planning team at 440 440- Zero two three nine twenty ninety. That's four four zero two three nine twenty ninety. It's a good opportunity. Really get a free assessment of where you stand, where you're headed. Are you missing opportunities? Are you headed for problems that you may not even be aware of, um, and much more? And again, we have offices all around the Greater Cleveland area. All right. So, what is everyone worried about, Carrie? Well, um, and you listen Running to Mark. Out of money. <laughs> you're listening to Mark Downey and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate oh, planning. People worry team. about a lot because <laughs> they talk about all those studies on stress that financial worries are, are right. one of the top. Well, you know, stressors. We talked about the trade war has now started. Um, 
And, you know, a lot of people, I read you the headlines earlier, mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying that's maybe bad enough that could kick off a U.S. and or a global recession, right? Nobody wins a trade war except Donald Trump, apparently, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's really being labeled as Trump's trade war, not even, you know, U.S. trade war. It's really now he's on he's on his own on this one. You know, it's really being labeled as Trump's trade war. All right. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, but um, and and that's what leads to the uncertainty, because, you know, there's still a lot of, you know, good things happening with the, you know, the tax cuts and the corporation tax cuts and, you know, GDP inching up and, you know, relatively low, you know, low unemployment. Um but, you know, this, what's hanging over this dark clouds are hanging over. You know, we're not, I, apparently the North Korea, you know, war, you know, kind of ended. Um, at least, right. you know, but, um, but this trade war is now seems to be the one. But also, you know, what, what a lot of people are looking at is the flattening yield curve. And Carrie, we've been talking about this, right? Mm-hmm. That's a difference between, the two-year and the 10-year treasury notes, right? And the closer those interest rates or returns are, you know, the flatter they are, meaning if there's not a big spread between the two, that's what leads to problems, right? Um, you know, the yield curve has been falling, right? Um, you know, one point this week, Carrie, it was 27 basis points. It, you know, I mean, the, the 10-year was at 2.83%, the Two years at two point five six. I mean, that's low. Mm-hmm. I mean, it hasn't been that low since two thousand seven, and we know what happened in, in, soon after that, right? And, and as a matter of fact, every recession in the past sixty years has been preceded by the curve inverting. Okay, or you know when it you know it goes but below zero. But, but the economy now isn't what it was before. It's different, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and, you know, so what the, you know, so the bond market is that's sending a signal that, you know, they, they're really questioning the durability of this ongoing growth. Right. Um, and, you know, the, the economy may be poised for a slower growth, you know, over the medium term. You know, a lot of people think that the tax cuts will, you know, wear off, you know, mm-hmm. the, the initial kick. Well, that won't last forever. And, you know, so there's the there's the worry now. It, it, we, this week, we got the Federal Reserve's uh, minutes released from their June meeting. Okay. And they were certainly discussing this. Okay. Um, you know, they discussed whether recession lurked around the corner and expressed concerns global trade tensions could hit an economy that m- m- by most measures are looking strong. See, that's the thing. They're saying, hey, everything looking good, except now we've got Trump's trade war. Right. But, but even... Um on on Fox News, they were saying the trade war was, they said, the meant to pressure to reform the trade policies anyway. It was his negotiation tactic. Well, that's the I thing. mean, that's the thing. It's putting pressure to get something done. Right. So is, is it a, the goal? Right. Is it a real trade war or is it just playing chicken? You know, the tit for tat. I would, I would think we it's put a, some tariffs I think on, it's they put some a, tariffs on, we put more tariffs on, they put more tariffs on. Right. I think it's a more of a strategy on... Um. Okay. Um, they also, the feds also, you know, they, you know, certainly in their meeting, they were talking about the flattening yield curve. Okay. There was a, they said there was a wide ranging discussion on whether the recently slim spread between short and long term interest rates might be a sign of an impending recession. 
You know, a number of participants thought it would be important to continue to monitor the, the slope of the yield curve. So, in other words, they are concerned about that. Now, um, also, apparently at the meeting, the staffers put another potential indicator of a recession, you know, which they looked at the spread between the Fed's current policy rate and the expected rate several quarters ahead derived from futures markets. See, they're modeling as well. Now, again, here's my disclaimer. All models are wrong. But some are useful here. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you know, most Fed policymakers noted that uncertainty and the risks associated with the trade policy has intensified, and we're concerned that such uncertainty and risk eventually could have negative effects. Okay. Um, you know, of course, China is screaming that, you know, President Trump is starting the biggest trade war in economic history. Okay. Um, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, you ever heard of them, Kerry? Uh, warned late last mm-hmm. month that a major global trade confrontation would likely push the U.S. and the rest of the world to the brink of a recession. You know, how the dominoes are going to fall, you know. So, so, <clears throat> Need a drink. But it yeah. just, but the thing of it is you can't control it. We know it might be coming. You can't control what Donald President Trump does with the trade wars. What you can do is have a plan now before something happens so you don't make those, what we talked about earlier, those emotional knee-jerk reactions and you understand. Maybe you have that plan A where everything's just like you think it's going to be and life's going to be great and then you run these other scenarios saying, hey, this is my plan. If this happens, this is how I adjust. These are the steps. So you basically have an action plan ready to go whenever this does happen and you know how you may be impacted. All right. Thanks, Kurt. Yeah, I just had to have a little... Uh, a little tickle in your head? <clears throat> a little... I've been screaming at my you know, kids all week. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I don't have kids anymore. They're older. They're, Doesn't matter. they're still kids, I was going to say. Right. They're still So how, game. you know, so what? why are we saying that the trade war leads or could lead or trigger a recession? All right, well, that the, the, the story goes, you know, first businesses would be hit with the higher costs triggered by the tariffs. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, the companies won't be able to figure out how to get their materials they need, mm-hmm. you know, because if the price is going up, you know, then eventually confidence among executives and households would drop. All right. And then, then finally businesses would respond by drastically scaling back spending. So that's kind of how they said that can happen. Um, so, you know, it's, it is, you know, an issue that, um, if we do have a full-fledged trade war, that that could be, you know, what triggers the recession. Now, a lot of people are still saying it's not on the verge yet. You know, a lot of people are still saying, you know, recession 2020. 2020 is measuring up to be quite a year, Carrie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Election we've year. We've got the presidential election year, and we'll see if um, we've got something. So, so how, yeah, so again, but th- like I said, you know, there's nothing you can do about Trump's trade war. Right. Or his trade negotiations, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, you know, but, you know, like you're saying, but we can model and saying, well, you know, am I still OK to retire in 2018, 2019, 2020 if we have this recession? Um, and we're, and we're overdue for one. Right, Carrie. Um, right. You know, we always talk about, you know, a market pullback, you know, defined as a five to a 10 percent, you know, pullback in, in the stock. Prices. I say no recession. Let's just do a pullback. 
Well, well, let's just talk about a market corrections. <laughs> right. Um, so they happen about once every uh, year and a quarter. Okay. Corrections, market corrections, attend a 20% drop. You know, they happen about once every 3.4 years. So we okay. haven't had one since 2008. See, so maybe now, we're due for now a correction. I should, now I have it. Now some people thought we had the correction in February, in right. March. All right, so the still, I think that I say, you know, the verdict's still out on that. So technically, yes, we were 10% off the highs, but I'm not so sure if that was a recession or if that was just noise. Because that's when, you know, the Federal, you know, Reserve was changing hands. The chairman, you know, Jerome Powell. The emotional reaction, maybe? That was when China trade wars first started. And also, I'm not so sure there wasn't some profit taking off, taking, uh, you know, after a 13 month, you know, incredible roll up in the markets, Mm -hmm. you know, for all of 2017 and into January. Remember, January alone of 18 was up, you know, close Mm -hmm. to, you know, five and a half, 5.6%. So I'm not sure, but a lot of people say, no, that was the recession and we're already in recovery. Okay, that would be great. All right, uh, if that was reality. Okay, crashes. Okay, much more um, scarce. You know, there's only been, you know, nine crashes. You know, since 1945. Okay, it happens about once every eight years. All right, and then we could talk about meltdowns. You know, that's what we had in 2008. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, the worst. You know, the worst recession. Um, but the Great Recession or whatever, that's a 40% or more decline in the markets. There's only been three of those since 1945. So I, I don't know. What do you think we're in for? Well, see, this is why it's your plan. It's not my plan. What What keeps you up at night? Right. What is going to make you feel better about your plan to right. model in? And maybe you want to, you know, and so the idea is, okay, so do we build a plan R a recession 2020, or maybe you think the recession is going to happen right now. Maybe you think this trade war is going to do it, and and we may see it, you know, soon. All right. Um, so the idea is, okay, you, you you know, how does that affect the longevity of your financial plan? In other words, does it mean that you have to work longer or find you know an encore career? Um, you know, encore careers. You know, gig economy is very popular right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we may have a, a great small business tax deduction going on right now that may fit into your encore career quite right. nicely, right? Um, you know, have you know, have you are you trying to get out of the rat race? You know, you know, there. I, I saw. I don't know if I have it with me, but I saw a little blurb about you know how much vacation time U.S. workers never take. Oh, I bet it's quite a bit. It's worth billions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you know, and so maybe you want, you know, because you're, you're in part of the rat race, you know, in other words, your company really, you know, they, they pile the work on you and you can't really take vacation. Or if you do, then you're going to be so buried when you get back that it's not worth it. Because they've downsized and to the point where there's no one to fill in for you when you're on vacation. Right. Um, so it's easier to go to work than, than to go back to work after a vacation. Mm -hmm. Plus you don't, you know, you don't know if you can afford the vacation anyways. Right. All right. So in the meantime, is it, now if you don't take the vacation, you think the company cares? No. <laughs> no. Uh, so so maybe the idea is saying, well, you know, what, what is you know, I got to get out of the rat race, Mark. You know, but I I don't think I can afford to be. I'm fi- not financially independent yet, so I need the I need the encore career, right? Um, well, how much of an encore career? All right. Um, do you got to work for four more years? Two more years? Do you got to work 20 hours a week? Do you got to work 30 hours a week? 
you know, um, are you are you doing anything to find uh, uh, try to dovetail something you enjoy doing mm-hmm. that you're good enough that other people would pay you to teach them how to do it? Or how many people love? Maybe they like what they do. They don't like the long hours. So we've had many clients over the year. They do contracting. Or they do special projects. Right. I mean, we have a tight economy. I mean, if you are if you are such a, a, a specialist or, or, or expert the, or, or so important to your current firm, and but that you're tired of working for them seventy hours a right. week, um, maybe you say, "Hey, you know, I'm here to make a deal. I'm done. I'm retiring." Or you give me a scaled down job mm-hmm. until you find an adequate replacement. All right. And I'm willing to, you know, to do that. I mean, right. but you can't take that step forward in that direction unless you've done, you've got a pretty good unless financial you know plan. Because sure. if they call your bluff and say, well, if that's your position, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Right. All right. So you better have a plan, a financial plan to say, are you, you know, are, you know, what, you know, what's plan B there? Mm-hmm. You know, because they might not, you know, but, you know, we've had a lot of clients over the years that have been able, you know, they never really thought that their company would be interested in a scaled down position until they asked. Mm-hmm. Okay. But and, they didn't ask until they knew because sometimes companies don't like that you're, right. they think um, you're looking and, 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 out. And what the financial plan may help you do is put a dollar, a price tag on what that Encore career needs to bring in monetarily. So now you not not if your, your company says well you know what were you thinking Mr. Smith um, and you say well this is what I was thinking because you already have run some numbers right. that would make it work and so now you have a little bit more to negotiate with um, so you know that's the type of you know planning around you know something that says okay I don't know when the next recession will come right I will go out on a limb and say we will have a recession at some point. Um, and so, you know, if, if you, you know, this is your plan, if you think that it's going to happen in the next, you know, two to three years versus it's still five to six years off, then, you know, if you think what a lot of economists are, are calling for the recession 2020, you know, look at the calendar. If you haven't even started a financial plan, you're running out of time. You know, we're past, you know, July 4th. My father used to always say, Gary, after July 4th, the summer's over, right? Yeah. It's just getting It's time started. to get off the beach, boys. Okay. Um, is that a clue? Winter, winter is, clue? is coming. Oh, you're, you're, you're drinking the coffee this morning. Yeah. Um, you're, you're, you're trying, you know, winter is coming. Are you prepared? Right. Um, have you seen the school, back to school supply uh, uh, yes. commercials? All right. Yes. Um, it's time to start I'm working. Not even, yeah, I'm not even thinking of that right. yet. Did you see that the, now for the, you have the college kids going on. Right. And, and they'll have another one going in another couple, couple of years. years. Yeah. Um, so you see now you can just buy your whole dorm room online in a one package. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen that yet? No. Yeah. They, they call it the like uh, like the dorm pack. Oh, I'm sure. You mean like decorating and well, it, linens, you know, notebooks. It, it all come, you know, everything they say, everything you need. Okay, you know, forty four piece essentials. Okay. All right. Um, you know, uh, for, it's probably convenient but pricey because if you do it well, outright, and well, I can guarantee, Mark, and you have boys and girls. I my son who was already off in college could care less. About how his room, I don't know. And my daughter already said, "Oh no, I want to accept." Like she looks around now 
So they ha- must have <laughs> a boy. They need to have a boy pack and a girl pack. Well, because- I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if it's gender. I don't know if they're allowed to advertise that. Care. I think that'd be you know non PC if they if they advertise the gender specific uh, dorm pack. Um, or have multiple. I don't know because the dorms now are you know you know right. But I'm just saying. No, yeah, you know, that's, that's yeah. You got to be careful about that. Care. I don't know. Um, but they cost. They start about 170 bucks. Okay. Um, all right. And now if you act right now, Carrie, they'll throw in the 45th essential for free. Which is what? I don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't Google it that anymore. Is. But, um, but anyway, so, you know, the, you know, I, I always say, you know, you know, taking the kids back to college, you know, I was always, uh, you know, just saying, you know, cause we used to have the vans, right? Right. I don't, I, you know, I got rid of my minivan too. Yeah. I had the minivan year. and I, and I used to tell my kids, you know, and when we're packing them up to take them yeah. off to college, you know, for the first time, you know, if it doesn't fit in the van. It ain't gonna fit in your in your dorm room, right? That's fair. That was the deal, right? Um, all right, all right. Well, if you want to take advantage of the free consultation, remember, um, we sit down with you. A consultation is about an hour, hour and a half of your time, and you'll get helpful, objective information. Even and we don't always recommend that you use our services. It really depends on what you're trying to accomplish, um, what your situation is, and how we can benefit you. And that's why we offer both the retainer and hourly options for people who want a lot of help or a little bit of help. And remember, we've been working with people over 30 years, solving problems, saving money, giving people clarity on what they should and shouldn't do and running these scenarios so that they have peace of mind, uh, knowing what they need to do um, in case of the what-ifs, you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That is 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. And I'm going to go out on a limb. We're talking the Beach Boys. <laughs> Very good, Carrie. You got it. Right? I got the hint. All right, so I can't imagine any Beach blues. Boy from... And I've seen their video. I can't imagine any of them from South Africa. Well, that's our rock and roll birthday boomer. You're never going to get his right. name. No. Um, uh, okay. Blondie Chaplin. Yeah, I would never. Terrence William Blondie Chaplin. He's. You've heard the song before. I don't you? know if I've heard this song. Now people don't even know. Don't even associate with the Beach Boys. No. No, because um, even like my youngest had a concert and they did a lot of. They did like a couple of Beach Boys songs. This. Right. So. Blondie is taking the lead vocals in this song. Okay. okay. Um, it, it was funny because you, you know all the it's all the Wilson brothers, right? Right. You know? That's what I, yeah. Right. So uh, so first they're <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> this is this was recorded in 1973. Um, Dennis Wilson tried singing the lead vocals, right? Okay. He did one take and then he had to leave because he wanted to go surfing. Oh. So his brother Carl didn't like his take. Okay. So then Carl took a whack at it, you know, right. singing lead vocals, and you know, it wasn't working. So then he said, he, he asked, he asked Bonnie, uh, Blondie, hey, can you do it, Blondie? Right. And Blondie did it, and the rest they say is history. Um, so what is this song? Sail on Sailor. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of people that, you know, and Blondie, he was obviously a great musician, you know, worked with Rolling Stones, worked with the band, another great group. Um, and, you know, he, he was there with the Beach Boys from South Africa. So what else can you do to protect yourself against an impending economic downturn? All right. Your plan R. Well, we can't stress enough about cash reserves. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
because you, 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 you know, don't want to find yourself in a position where you may have to sell your stocks in a down market to come up with cash flow for things you wanted to do in retirement, such as, you know, taking a trip or Mm -hmm. the kitchen remodel. Or, or what if you need a new furnace unexpectedly? I mean, or, or a new AC? Or maybe wondering if you can, you know, or you kind of promise to help with your, you know, grandchildren's college education. Mm-hmm. All right. Because um, you were going to buy them the dorm pack. Right. For $170. <laughs> um, well, you know, so cash reserves. Now, sometimes you call it, you know, an emergency fund and, and, and all those things. You did, we can really call it what you want. It's just the idea that do you have enough cash put away that, you know, in, a, in an economic downturn, you have choices that, that you don't, you know, you still could sell your investments if you right. wanted to, but if you didn't want to, you had an alternative. That, your you your know, emergency fund. Right. Or your um, backup. Oh, but it, yeah, but it may even be more than that. It may just be like, it's. it, it might not be emergency that you're planning on buying right. a car next year. Right. It's just planning ahead. Right. But maybe you want to leave enough cash right now to make the car purchase. Right. So I don't have to sell when I'm low. Right. Now, now, what is the appropriate level for, well, that's where it's customized. Mm-hmm. And this is not your parents' plan. It's not your coworkers' plan. It's not your neighbor's and, plan. And, uh, you know, just for our clients over the years, it's been so variable. Some people are fine with, you know, 10000 in the bank. Other people don't feel comfortable unless they have 100000 in cash reserves. Right. It's your peace of mind and comfort level. Now, and what your spending is going to be. But you still want to be smart about it. You know, so, you know, we're in a rising interest rate market, right? So so this is going to help what your cash is earning, but mm-hmm. not if you just leave it under the bed. Right. Right. Uh, you know, so, so you know, have you, if, if, if and, and the more you want in your cash reserve, the more you should be, you know, looking at not just leaving it all in your checking account. Okay. Maybe you leave the first X, you know, 10, 20,000 in checking. But then the next ten to twenty thousand goes into something that's earning a little bit better interest. Mm-hmm. That's still pretty accessible. So you know, don't you know? Have you have you gotten out of the practice of building a ladder of CDs, for example? Mm-hmm. Okay, because your investment advisor might not be talking about buying CDs, or maybe you lost the idea of laddered CDs when the five-year CD not too long ago was paying. Yeah, 1%. less than your yeah, about the same as your money market. Right. So, but it that's wasn't not too the attractive. case anymore. So have you seen the newspaper ads for the, you know, CD rates, right? So Carrie, if you look to, you know, a six month CD, still not that great, but you know, there's some they're paying, you know, close to 2% on specials. That's a lot better than a checking account, right? right. Um, you know, one year CDs, you're getting up to 2.3, 2.5%. Okay. Um, it, you know, a local bank here in Cleveland was just, you know, advertising a 19-month CD at 2.5%. Okay, that's better. Okay. Um, you know, a two-year CD, you know, um, you know, you could be getting, you know, 2.25% to 2.8%. Okay, almost at 3%. Okay, a three-year CD, maybe, you know, there are ones out there that you may be getting, you know, 2.35 2, uh, to up to 3%. 
Mm-hmm. Now, now, remember, if, if, if you're trying to do a 50-50 portfolio and you think that your 50% growth position can do about 7% and the 50% of your fixed position can do about 3%, there's your 5% right. that you built your plan on and the 4% rule is using, you know, 5% rate of return with a 50-50 portfolio. You know, the idea is, well, if, if CDs alone can almost get you to the point where you're almost at your 3%, See, that's the opportunity, right. right? You know, so, but you have to be active. You know, we're very active planners at the estate planning team. You know, it's not the idea that you do a plan and you print it out and you put it in your sock drawer for 30 years. All right. Um, it's, it's really the exact opposite. You know, by the time the, the ink is dry on that plan you just printed out, it's outdated. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, because that, you know, emergency you told me you weren't planning happened, right? Or the trade war happened. Mm-hmm. You know, or the recession started. All right. Um, you know, so the idea is saying um, now. So then once you've got your, you know, your, so you're building your cash reserve. So you've got whatever you want. You know, you're comfortable in your checking account. Right. Checking and right. savings. Then maybe you've got your um, now also the big ticket items that you're planning in the next couple of years. Like a new car purchase right. or a kitchen remodel or maybe a, maybe a, a travel, a trip, mm-hmm. um, or maybe college education, whatever. Maybe dental work, not something always as fun. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, no. So, so you set that, and so that may have to stay in right. you know, your savings and checking. Maybe you could go with a six-month CD if you know it's still six months out. Okay, the, the idea is you don't want to risk the principal right now for something you're ready to buy. Right. All right. Um, because if you're if you're planning, you know, because if the market downturn happens before you buy that thing, it technically that just got more expensive. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so you 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 want to you know you, you you do that. Okay. Then you build your ladder of CDs. Okay. Um, and a ladder of them. You know, you, you the idea is that. You don't get, you know, hooked into the all, the longest one because it's the highest rate. You know, you got to build a ladder because chances are six months from now, CDH will be higher than today. Right. And if you don't need it, you can either cash it out, use it, or put it at the longer term. At and then your other rate. ones are coming up shorter yeah, term. That's that. Now, if you have any cash left over from that, mm-hmm. all right, um, now you can talk about with your investment advisor investing for the longer term. Right. And if you'd like to come in and take advantage of the free consultation, you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Also visit our website and sign up for the newsletter and other helpful information at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. Have a good weekend. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.